Hi, this is Don McPherson, your host of 12 Geniuses. In season one, John Creasel shared his experience as a survivor of a devastating roadside bomb that earned him a Purple Heart during the Iraq War. This time, John reflects back 20 years to the attacks of 9-11 and the events that brought him to fight for his country a few years later. This episode of 12 Geniuses is sponsored by the Think to Perform Research Institute, an organization committed to advancing moral, purposeful, and emotionally intelligent leadership. John, welcome back to 12 Geniuses. It's been a couple of years since we talked, and your life has been quite busy. Uh, Last time we talked, we focused mainly on your deployment in Iraq and the injuries that you suffered through an improvised explosive device. Maybe you could just start there and just remind people of your story. Sure. Yeah. Uh, December 2nd, 2006, we were on a patrol near Fallujah, Iraq, uh, and we encountered a 200-pound improvised explosive device. I lost two of my best friends in the blast. I was severely injured. I wasn't expected to survive. I remember laying there, uh, seeing my injury, seeing the amount of blood that I lost, and basically in my mind coming to grips with the fact that I was going to die. And so thankfully survived. My best friend, Tim Nelson, survived. And then one of our, our other guys, Bruce Miller, survived the blast as well. So from that day forward, it really waking up in the hospital and realizing that I did survive something that I, I really shouldn't have and two of my best friends had been killed in changed my life, changed my mindset, really forced me to appreciate uh, the little things in life, to try and slow down and smell the roses and life is crazy. It's unpredictable. And so what is here now may not be here 10 minutes from now. And so I try to just live life to the absolute fullest, try and be as thankful as I can be for the life that I have and the people in my life and all of that good stuff. I'm a blessed guy. If I remember correctly, you went through basic training when you were 17 years old. So you enlisted in the army National Guard, correct? Yes. So I went to basic training the between junior and senior year in high school, which was 1999. I graduated in 2000 from White Bear Lake High School in, in Minnesota. And then that following summer of 2000, I um, went back down to Fort Benning to do my job training. So when you do the split option, you go through basic training one summer, whether it's high school or college. And then the following year, you go through your specialty training. So if you were a medic, you'd go through that. I was infantry. So we went through infantry school. And so, yeah, that was uh, the world was much different back then. I mean, that was before 9-11 and a lot has changed in that time. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, because we're releasing this episode September 7th, 2021. And that's just a few days before the 20th anniversary of 9-11, the 9-11 attacks. Where were you on 9-11? I was working at a ink manufacturing facility in Minneapolis, and I had just started there. It was a great job. It was very physically demanding. It paid extremely well. The amount of raises you got every quarter were awesome. So for a young guy with no college education, it was fantastic. I won't bore everyone with the details, but that's where I was. And I was listening to the KQRS morning show. And I vividly remember them talking about, at first they thought it was an accident, like that there was a plane that clipped a building. And then as they were talking about it, plane two hit. And immediately the tone changed. It went from being like, wow, this is a crazy news story to we are at war. I was in the National Guard at that time. And so 
we were basically put on like a, um, we weren't activated, but we had to stay in touch with our leadership because none of us knew what was going to happen. What were you thinking? Were you worried about your future being that you were enlisted? It wasn't implausible to be called up and to go to a foreign theater, right? Right. Uh, I mean, I assumed that we would go, but I do remember I was very angry. I was very angry. And I think a lot of people were, and I wanted I wanted to find, you know, whoever was responsible for this. I wanted to be a part of making them pay a price. And so as a young man, you know, at 39, I don't know if I would probably look at it the same way, but at 19, you know, we're wired different, a lot more full of testosterone and uh, wanted to just go get even. And it's funny now, and when I go out and give these speeches, when I give my speeches out at places, a lot of them are corporations, but I also... Some of them are high schools and these kids don't remember what it was like. Yeah, that, that they weren't it's, alive. It's, right. And, and that is mind blowing to me. Someday when I have to explain to my daughter what that day was like and how it changed our future, ultimately changed my future because in a domino effect kind of way, what happened to me was a result of 9-11. We went to war with Iraq because they were a threat. And now with the new information after 9-11, it was basically like, we can't sit back and wait to get attacked. If we know someone's a threat to us and they have the capability, we need to go and preemptively strike. And so we went to Iraq and obviously this was, it was a few years into the Iraq conflict, but I don't think that this would have happened to me, obviously, if 9-11 hadn't happened. So, I mean, it was a, it's kind of a weird chain of events that led to that. How did the events of that day change the way you view the world? I think it really made me, I don't want to say like hardened me, but it, it made me a lot more guarded because before that, and I'm very easygoing, happy-go-lucky. After that, and a lot of people talk about peace. And when I grew up in, in elementary school, it was peace on earth, peace this. That was kind of a realization that there is no such thing and there never will be. And, and, we knew that before, but that really reinforced that is just because of our way of life. Those people that went to work that morning, were going to support their families and go to do their job. And because a group of extremists hates the way that we live our life here, our American way of life, our freedom, our values, they had to go and attack those people. And it, it upset me because those people had nothing to do with what Al-Qaeda and bin Laden were upset about. They're upset at our government. And okay, then you fight us. You fight our military. You, you fight our, our trained, our equipped, our warriors. You don't attack innocent civilians. And so after that, I don't know, it just, it kind of changed my mindset of just how fragile life is, how fragile our freedom is, and how something simple, like how 19 people could change the entire world it was, yeah, just mind-blowing. You know, it's been 20 years now. When you look back, how has your perspective shifted on the events of 9-11? Um, I, I don't know if it's time or age or maturity or a little bit of all, but I, I feel like, now, I'll never forget it, and it definitely was one of the worst days of my life, and we need to make sure that people don't forget about 9-11 or it could happen again. Looking back on that and just seeing what it started and how it changed our history, that's that's one thing. But just now, I feel like 
I couldn't have, I'm glad it happened when I was that age. Like if it happened now and being a, a new parent, I don't know. It's, it's weird when you're responsible for protecting a young one. And in that situation, we all felt so helpless and that's not a good feeling as a parent. And what do you say? How do you explain? It's that balance of being like the world is a dangerous place. It is a mean place at times. There's far more good than bad, but that bad can be really bad. And so it's trying to insulate our children from that kind of thing and not having to see that, but also educating them that it's not all unicorns and, and flamingos and, and rainbows is, is that there are bad people always trying to harm us no matter what, just for doing the things we do in the United States, going to work, enjoying ourselves, going on vacation. There are people that dislike us because of that. When you look back, do you have any regrets? No, no. And I don't know if it's because I'm not wired that way. I know that I can't go back and change anything in the past. It's over and done with. So I try to just learn from things. So obviously I wish we didn't hit the bomb when we did uh, on the deployment and all of that, but that's out of out of my control. I'm glad that I was in a situation to answer a call, to be part of something greater than myself, to be part of a team of people trying to bring freedom to people on the other side of the world, to give them a little peek at what we oftentimes take for granted here. So no, I, I don't have any regrets. I would go back and I would do it again in a heartbeat. I mean, I, I am thankful for the perspective I have, for the, the lessons I've learned. And it's made me the person I am today. So, and I, I feel like I'm happy with who I am. So I wouldn't want to change anything from the past, really. That's one of the things I admire about you, John. It's like, it's, Thank it's, you. it's an unbelievable perspective that you have. Will you do anything special to commemorate the 20th anniversary of 9-11? That weekend, I have a work conference with the Minnesota Association of County Veteran Service Officers. We go up to Grandview. Tim Nelson will be with, and I know that that day is it means a lot to him as well and all of the people that will be up there to be a cvso you have to be a veteran so everyone up there had served many of them in post 9 11 deployments and so uh it will be a unique place to be on that sunday the day after through that following wednesday so i will yeah i can't believe it that it's been 20 years for for one but watching anytime they do the you know, the ceremony where they're reading the names and all of that. It's just so stinking sad. And just those people were just at work doing their thing. And, you know, probably thinking about what they were going to have for dinner that evening with their family or what meetings they had on the schedule. And then boom. You're a father now since we last spoke. Uh, your daughter was born a month or two after we, we met. How has being a father changed your perspective on life? I was a stepfather in my first marriage, so I learned a bit through that. Uh, it is different this time, and it, it might be because I'm 39 now, is that above 30, I feel like, or above 35 even, I feel like it's such a great time to be a parent because career is usually settled in. Life is settled in. I feel like I'm a much more patient, calm person. So seeing her, it makes me young again, I feel like. I see just how excited she is about stuff that we consider mundane and walking in the door and having her so excited to see me. This morning, I had a doctor's appointment or a, a prosthetics appointment. And so I was going into the office late. And so because of that, I took her to daycare. Normally my wife does that. 
and picks her up because she works part-time. And so I hung out with her a little extra and we read some books and she just was extra cuddly, was so excited about the waffle that she's had many of. But this morning she told me that it was super good and she loves waffles. And it just, it made my morning. It made just all that. She gave me a hug and she kept like rubbing the back of my head as she was hugging me and was excited when I brought her to daycare, excited to see her friends. And it was one of those where I have a a very busy day at work today. And so I got up and I was in business mode. And that little girl made me forget about all that and just really enjoy the morning and the time with her. And now it's like my whole day. I'm like, I can't wait to see her tonight. In a weird way, seeing her and having been through everything I've been through in my life, I feel like I appreciate her more now than I would have if I had her in my 20s when we think we know everything and we don't. We don't know a damn thing for the most part. We just think we do. It is just the greatest blessing that I've ever had in my life. She makes my heart so full. Um, I I can tell. I can tell. (laughs) I'm obsessed with that little kid. (laughs) Has being a father changed your perspective on your service at all? Yes. Um, I think because now too, and I was at an event yesterday, I teed up for the troops event and they honor service members and they have a ceremony to honor the fallen. And they had the parent of someone who was lost in combat lay a wreath at the base of this memorial with the rifle and the boots and the helmet. And I just, I can't imagine now what it would be like to say goodbye to your child to think of Chloe at some point joining the military. Now, if she wants to, I'll support it. And she will have, will understand what can happen when you serve. But my goodness, I would be so afraid. And you're just, again, helpless because you've got to trust their training. And you've got to trust their the people surrounding them and trust that they'll make it back okay. But yeah, it's changed me. And it's, I think, as we get older and we look back and just that protective part that I'd never want my daughter to have to see the things that I've seen in my life. And so hoping to teach her about those without her having to go through it. But yes, I want her at the very end to know that I did everything I could, not only for her and for our family, but for this country. And um, that's something I know I will never regret is that I did everything I could. You have, John, and I'm so proud to know you and just following you on social media, the way you live your life, the level of happiness and the perseverance that you have is just admirable. And I'm grateful that you're an amazing father. I appreciate Um, it. That's evident. And I want to thank you for your service. You're a great American and I'm so proud to have you as a guest here. And again, thank you for being a genius. I appreciate it, sir. Thanks again for having me. Thanks for listening to 12 Geniuses. Later this week, I will share my own personal reflections on the terrorist attacks of 9-11 and the weeks, months, and years that followed. Thanks for listening, and thank you for being a genius.